Well, today we're talking about something absolutely essential to keeping our souls. And that topic, as you can see, is that of thanksgiving. And we're asking ourselves that question, how can we orient our souls to adopt an attitude of gratitude towards God? How can we be, in essence, thankful people? The Bible commands us to do as such. Paul, in our epistle lesson, says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so there in those verses of 1 Thessalonians, we see that rejoicing, that praying, and giving thanks is what God wants from us, that it is his will. Now, as a pastor, I'm involved with a lot of conversations with people where they come to me and say, Pastor, I just don't know what God's will is for my life. And I think all of us wrestle with that sometimes, don't we? This idea of maybe we have big choices in our lives and we're wrestling with which way should I go and, and we kind of compound that with this idea of, well, which one is God's will, right? Maybe you've been in that situation. Uh, you're presented with a new job opportunity and you're saying to yourself, is it God's will that I take this job? Is, is it God's will that, that we relocate our family? Is God calling me to a different field of service than what I've known for the greater part of my life? You see, those type of questions make it kind of difficult, don't they, to discern what God's will is. It's hard to find a Bible verse that tells you whether you should be a doctor or an architect or a mathematician or a plumber, right? They don't quite exist that specifically. And so we struggle and we, we pray and we trust God's guidance and his Holy Spirit's leading. And we're not always sure which is God's will for my life. But when God's word comes right out in black and white in the page and says, this is God's will for you, as it does here in this verse, that's something we should really pay attention to, right? That's something that's very powerful and very precise. We don't have to question it. Rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks is part of God's will for his people. He wants his people to be people who express, express thanksgiving in all circumstances. And that's what you and I are called to do. And yet you know like I do that that's not always so easy, is it? To be a thankful person, I mean, we try, but we live in a world that models something vastly different to us, don't we? We, we live in a world where, where there's a lot of bitterness instead of thankfulness. We live in a society where people hold a, a lot of contempt for each other. We see a lot of negativity out there. We hear a lot of complaining. In fact, one study, one study found that amongst American work groups, okay, so if you're in the working class, think of the people that you work nearest to. According to this study, it said that these worker groups complained or expressed discontent 50 times every hour. 50 times. That, I'd have to see the research on that. I don't know. I find that hard to believe. But that means almost once per minute, people are grumbling while they're at work. What an environment that is. And if you move from a societal study to a scientific study... There was a study done by the uh, researchers at Stanford University that found out that even a half hour of grumbling or complaining, okay? Um, now, now, 
This is, comes on the heels of a lot of times we feel like, I just got to vent, right? I just got to get this cathartic, you know, I just got to get it off my chest. And, and, and sometimes that feels good, right? But here's what the science about that says. This is remarkable, that even a half hour of complaining physically damages our brains, whether you're complaining or whether you surround yourself with people who are negative and complaining, they found that it damages the part of the brain that's used the most for problem-solving and cognitive function. In that same study, they found that when we complain, something physiological happens, that our bloodstream is just loaded up with the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol can be very helpful for fight-or-flight situations, but we're also told that too much cortisol is one of the enemies to burning fat and losing weight. So this is interesting from a scientific standpoint, that when we choose the way of the world, when we choose to complain, instead of being people of gratitude, we are in essence making ourselves dumber, and we are actually fighting against our own health goals. Isn't that crazy? I think God probably knows the science on this too, doesn't he? And yet it's not just the science. God has many reasons that he calls you and me to be people who express gratitude every day. King David spoke about this in Psalm 103. He says, praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Or if you go to the English Standard Version, they switch that word from praise to bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me is going to bless the Lord. Those words praise and bless, when they would get translated from the Old Testament Hebrew to the New Testament people to the Greek, they would use a word for blessing and praising here in Psalm 103. And it was a Greek word called eulogio, okay? And, and, and it literally meant to speak well of somebody. In fact, you're familiar with this word because if you go to a funeral, there might be somebody there who's doing a eulogy, that's where that word comes from. A eulogy is to speak well about somebody. And as you know, the person standing there speaking about their loved one or their family member, right, is speaking well of the deceased. But here in Psalm 103, David is eulogizing God. Not because God is dead. No, no, no. God is alive and powerful and great. David is speaking well about God because of all the benefits he has given him. He is praising God. He is blessing God. In fact, he says, I don't just bless him with my mouth, but all that, was, that is within me. My innermost being will praise and bless the Lord as I give him thanks and praise. David goes on with his praise a few verses further where he says, praise the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits to me, He's the one who forgives my sins and heals your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like that of the eagles. Our souls can express gratitude as we recount the blessings God has poured out into our lives. That's what David teaches us. David knew the blessings that God had poured into his life. And we too have those same blessings that David has. That we can bless the Lord because he is the one who forgives all our sins. By sending his son Jesus Christ to take on our infirmities and go to the cross and pay the debt of our sin. 
that that sin might be uh, freed and forgiven for us, that our souls might no longer be burdened by guilt, but that they might rejoice in knowing that we have a Savior who loves us. He's the one who heals all of our diseases. Now you go, wait a minute. I don't know if that part of the Bible is true because I've seen people get sick and not get well again. But he is the one who heals all diseases, right? Anytime there is healing, it comes from God. And you know what? We do pray for people when, when their bodies need healing. And God is the one, if, if, if he heals our bodies here on earth, or, or whether he chooses to provide that final healing when we get to heaven, all healing comes from our God, and we give him thanks. He's the one who's redeemed our lives from the pit, from the grave, from the worldly ways of living. Christ has come, and, and he crowns us not just with his righteousness, but he crowns us with love and compassion, and that he allows us now to be thankful and, and even renewed when we're weary, that our bodies, our strength might be renewed that like of the eagle. All blessings and benefits that we are not to forget, but to remember daily as a way of thanking God for who he is. Oh, David's not through. He says the Lord is compassionate. The Lord is gracious, slow to anger. God is abounding in love. He will not always accuse us. He won't always be angry at us. He does not even treat us as our sins deserve. He does not repay us according to our iniquities. We have a God who is more than fair. We have a God who is merciful and gracious who forgives us and heals us and who is compassionate, who is loving. And he does all of this through his grace that he provides to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so how do you respond to a God like this? I'll tell you how. By simply just saying thank you. By saying thank you in our words. By expressing our thanks in our actions and what we do that we might be people of God who are thankful. And when we're thankful, God does some remarkable work in our bodies. God does some remarkable work in our lives as he makes us different people as we practice this thankfulness. In fact, you might say that as we become more and more thankful, God changes us from the inside to the out. I got one more piece of science before we close our message here, okay? And And there's some of you who know so much more about this. You can correct me afterwards where I've gone wrong. But from my lay understanding, in the articles that I've I've read, uh, neuroscientists tell us that when we have a thought, it's kind of a a remarkable process of how it takes place and how it travels between uh, neurons and and synapses and stuff. So if if you could imagine like this communion rail is is, is a neuron with its uh, synaptic nerve endings and and then that there's another neuron over here and the thought needs to go from this neuron to this one, um, there's this space in the middle kind of like we have right here called the synaptic gap or synaptic cleft, if you will, And so for this electrical pulse to get from here to here, as I understand it, one of these throws out some chemical and it travels the gap to make the thought process take place. And those who study (coughs) neuroscience uh, tell us that every time that a thought process is triggered, that that gap gets smaller and smaller and smaller to make it easier for that thought process to take place, kind of become almost 
a default way of thinking, if you will. And so, for example, if, if we practice negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts, guess what? It becomes really easy for us to be negative. It, it's not even hard to do. And, and I don't even have to tell you about this, right? You have friends who can prove this to you, right? I mean, it could be the most awesome thing to happen to somebody, right? But you got that one friend who sees the dark side of everything, right? They're doom and gloom. They're suspicious about everything. They're the ones that, that just always think of the worst case scenario because, well, their minds are trained to go that way. It gets easier and easier the more they think that way. But now think about this. The more we, as God's people, practice being thankful, the more we think of thankful thoughts, the more we pray thankful thoughts to our Lord, the more we practice thankful actions in our lives, the gap gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It actually scientifically gets easier for us to be people who are thankful. It gets easier for a thankfulness to be our default way of thinking. God works in us and, and changes us when we are thankful. And whether you want to look at the scientific side of it or whether you want to look at God's spirit in the word of God that says he is sanctifying our hearts and our minds, it's true that as we practice being people who are thankful, the more that changes us. And as we are gracious and thankful to those around us, the more it changes them as well. And so we have this wonderful gift that God gives us for being uh, soul keepers this day, and that is to be people who practice this principle of gratitude and thank our God for all that he does. And as we seek to be keepers of our souls, we have a choice to make, whether we're going to immerse ourselves in, in the negativity and the bitterness and the complaining of this world, or whether we will be, as David says, people who continue to praise the Lord. As Paul says, people who continue to give thanks in all circumstances in our lives. And so the evidence is clear. The Bible, science, even good manners suggests to us that being thankful is a good thing. And that it is a gift from God. That as his people, we have the privilege to practice every day because of what Christ has done for us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. And we pray that you would help us thank you every day. Not just when things are going well, not just when things are rosy, but to be able to thank you in all circumstances, to be able to look at your hand working in our lives, even when, when things are, are not as we would want them to be, but to be people who could be filled with gratitude, that it might change us, that it might change those around us, and that we might go forth and, and express that gratitude to a, a world that needs that hope. Bless us this day, Lord, with your presence, with your knowledge, and, and with, with your hope. We pray this in, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.